0: Hi, this is Charlie Goodchild and Andrew Goodall, and you're listening to the Health Space Podcast. This is the podcast where we dive deep into health-related questions and topical issues relevant to us all. The world of health and medicine is messy, full of contrasting opinions and misleading advice. We'll challenge the myths and common misconceptions by exploring the evidence, speaking to leading experts along the way. We are physiotherapists, have been friends since university, and share the same belief that everyone deserves the opportunity to access high-quality, up-to-date health information. When it comes to health, we believe that better never ends. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. Let's start. Yeah. Uh, Andy, so today is our little Q&A episode. We wanted to um, try and introduce ourselves and thought the best way to do that was to ask, ask each other a couple of questions so my my first question for you how do you even know me
1: yeah i mean uh it's scary that we know each other for 10 plus years and it's actually taken us more than 6 weeks to get this scheduled which is uh probably down to the uh, coronavirus pandemic and yeah can i just correct on? you there it's it's 15 years actually so. 15 years yeah, so yeah Well, we- that shows you how well i know you now 16 years how well How long I've known you for. 2004. Um, So, 2004? Or was it it 2005? 2005 we started our degree, didn't we? Did anything else happen interesting in 2005? I feel like that's the only thing that I can remember from 2005. That was the Ashes. Big year for the Ashes. Ah, yes. The first year we won the Ashes after... In Basically Forever. Yeah, in Basically Forever. That was a good series. Uh, So I know you from university. Um, We obviously have extremely similar names. Um, yeah. which is to, de- to the detriment of you really um, because it meant that you was always in my group for almost every project um, and as anybody who's met me knows I don't really stop talking so it was probably quite difficult for you to learn. No doubt I dragged you down in your BSC um, but that's all good. Yeah we know each other from a sports science degree. Um, we very nearly lived together. <laughs> uh, swerve you managed, swear to palm a, you managed to swerve that year and, yeah. and Palmer. A difficult house member of yours onto me, which is a, a good move. Yeah. Some might call that checkmate in other versions of uh, activity. It was tactical um, and from then, the word go. Tactical from the word go, yeah. Uh, and then um, we did our MSC together, physio, both at Essex. Yeah. Uh, and then essentially, we've been very good friends since then.
0: And I think the uh, the interesting development there was that you you loved me so much that after uni instead of moving back to your hometown in Surrey you actually came and uh lived in Essex with me so you just couldn't bear to be too far away so I think I think that has that proved it for me that that nailed it that we, we were going to be together forever is that fair <laughs>
1: yeah almost <laughs> certainly a marriage made in heaven yeah
0: so obviously since we've been each other's best man um a uh, couple of stag do's that, that I think we've both I think we both uh, went at that with spite is that is that fair to say we we were trying to push each
1: other to the limit on those stag do's yeah yeah I, I saw my role in uh, emotionally trying to break you <laughs> yeah and my stubbornness was was purely aimed at
0: um, resisting every attempt I think I did a pretty good job actually although my eardrum yeah, no. um, failed everything else about me just about got through yeah
1: yeah 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 um, flip-flop to the year we'll do did that. we did it we did it we did a good job um and then i guess from there we're very fortunate that our wives are also very good friends off the back of that so um there is uh no signs that this will be ending anytime soon um yeah. which is great imagine how awkward it would have been if they didn't get on that would have been much harder it would have been a damn sight more difficult for yeah. sure Okay. Um, So that's how we've got to here. Um, Now, I guess the interesting thing before we go into kind of what this is and why this is and how we've got here, we sort of probably need to give a bit of a background about what we professionally do um, for a living. um, And that will sort of lead into uh, where we go. So um, talk a bit Tell tell me about your professional career, Chaz um, or Charlie, however you want to be called on this. Um, bit from the start and kind of where you're at now. Yeah. Um,
0: so as as we've already said, we did physio uh, as a as a masters after our sports science degree. So we both went into the physiotherapy career. Um, and I started uh, in the private sector. Actually, I struggled to find a, an NHS rotation job. It was pretty tough to get jobs around that time so uh, I, I went straight into the private sector working for a company called iprs health uh at a at the dagnum engine ford plant actually um so we, i was inside a an occupational health practice uh right inside the factory which was really cool i i learned a lot there um i learned how to be an independent practitioner i guess there was a lot to a lot to learn from dealing with people inside a factory and, and and focusing on MSK, musculoskeletal physio, which was which was what I always wanted to do, I think. Um, spent spent uh, five years working for IPRS um, around that time. I uh, started working in sports as well, so uh, working in rugby um, and for the FA in disability football. Um, enjoyed. Uh, a pretty varied sports career i suppose around that time so i got the opportunity to work for saracens academy uh around the fourth or fifth year of my career um and always trying to find what it was i was i was looking to to stay in really so i always thought sport would be it um and although i love working in sport i do also love the clinical side of of my job helping people on a daily basis and different cases coming through different people different challenges I've always enjoyed that that challenging aspect of our job no one person's the same no one case is the same um, uh, after a year at Saracens Academy I wanted to get back into more of a clinical more of a, an everyday clinical role so I went to Nuffield Health spent two years working in Canary Wharf uh, for Nuffield Health which was great really good learning experience and then actually it was a conversation with you, just just looking to develop again, looking to push on in my career. And uh, you were working for Pure Sports Medicine at the time and um, suggested I applied. Uh, and actually I kind of thought I should have applied before that. Um, seemed a really good fit for me, my personality, what I was trying to achieve, what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, since then, I've been at Pure Sports Medicine for just over two years. Uh, which has been great, really good learning experience. And that multidisciplinary team environment works really well. Just learning off other people has uh, been perfect. And all the all the time I've been working with the FA, so I've been with the FA for eight years to this point, um, England Futsal for um, four years, although sadly that's come to an end at the moment. Um, but yeah, hoping to continue a, a, um, that work in sport alongside my clinical work is that's the that's the ideal split for me. So what about you? What what's your what's your career so far?
1: I suppose mine is um a little bit more of a a traditionally trodden path, I suppose. Um so I really struggled to get a band five job at the start. You know, it took me, you know, probably six months of interviews to actually nail down a job. And as such I started as a physio assistant at chelsea and westminster hospital um whilst just trying to get job uh, a job um as a physio uh and then you know I, again there was jobs were still a little bit difficult to get hold of so i started on the bank there as a sort of rotational band five physio um and then an opportunity came up and i interviewed and managed to sort of secure a sort of full-time band uh band five rotational job at chelsea and westminster which i did for three and a half years Um, which was great. I mean, being a band five in certain areas, you're just constantly worried about doing harm to somebody because you don't know what the hell you're doing, especially when you're on call going to pediatrics or the Burns unit or whatnot. So the first three years, I guess, were just kind of finding my feet, really. Um, uh, The first of it, I I didn't do MSK, actually, till my last rotation as a band five. So I'd spent a lot of time on... Orthopedics, um, respiratory, and and all the others that you know the traditionals, Uh, and then I went into MSK uh, as my uh, final rotation and loved it. Knew that's where I wanted to be. Uh, Got a band six job, uh, did that for a little while, and then the sort of structure where we were just changed, Um, and as such, it just became a very difficult job, Um, and I just wasn't enjoying it as much in that setting. Uh, So I decided to go private, um, and I was fortunate to get a job uh, close to home uh, at David Lloyd Basildon, where I just worked as a sort of essentially lone practitioner, Um, just running their MSK service from one of their gyms, which was lovely, um, which was really good, you know, time to sort of learn a bit about myself uh, and sort of learn or, or challenge myself to continue to develop, even though I was working on my own, so it was a lot of kind of individual learning and whatnot. And um, I then uh, Pure Sports Medicine, sorry, took over our our CPD essentially, and um, I got to meet a very uh, a really a really good physio, um, James Roberts, who we both know very well, um, who recommended me uh, to join Pure Sports Medicine or at least of interview uh, at Pure Sports Medicine. Um, so I. I, I did so, uh, Along alongside all of this, I was doing bits and pieces of rugby, uh, I'd done a little bit of Culture United Academy, but uh, not so much there, and I was just trying to find kind of what fit, I really wanted a sort of team, I wanted to work with others again, and I just couldn't quite find the right fit for me at the time, um, and interviewed at Pure, you know. Uh, loved loved the setup. I knew quite a bit about them. Obviously, I haven't spoken to James, who had been my supervisor for sort of a year and a half or so at that point, um, and was lucky enough to get a job there. I've now been there nearly five years, um, and I've gone from a sort of uh, physio role, moved into sort of managing the clinic at Canary Wharf for the last uh, two and a half years, um, and that sort of brings us up to date. Really, um, I spend a portion of my time with management um, and then uh, the but most of my time is clinical still
0: yeah I think I think it's interesting that both of us have, have uh, gravitated towards management at various times in our career as well we've, we've both had an interest in helping others develop and, and helping improve services so even even in my early career at IPRS I I was in a management role quite early and uh, really enjoyed that really developed and learned a lot from that Um, same same with you with pure you've headed towards a management style role and done really really well so I think I think that that helps explain our our passion about helping others and and sharing what we we think we can do well and helping others learn from that too whilst we're learning at the same time yeah
1: definitely I I also don't doubt that um, it's one certainly for me anyway it's always been one of those things where i always feel like an influence aspects of where i work or what i'm doing um but obviously you know we know, we know that you can do that better if you're in those roles of 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 greater influence i suppose so my my aim had always been to try to get to that because um both in you know in a positive sense trying to feel like you can kind of leave something there if you know you can make a difference that stays or progresses wherever you are has always been quite important so um yeah i sort of always gravitated towards trying to kind of take more responsibility i suppose yeah leaving a legacy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um, yeah maybe um okay um so why are you interested in health? This brings us a bit more round to the direction this conversation is yeah. going to be going. So, you know, why why health in, in general, you know, in, in a general sense?
0: I would say that health is something that I've been unofficially interested in, even from uh, teenage years, um, playing a lot of sport all the way through childhood um, and wanting to do the right things to perform better. That's probably where it started. I would say. So, how did I, how did I um, eat well if I was playing football that morning? How did I then um, prepare for other games, making sure I was training regularly to get fitter? So, I, I would say that there was a an element of it even from that age. But then, realizing at school um, that I wasn't going to be good enough as a as a, an athlete, to, to then realizing, well, what do I want to do? Um, that, that would help in in the world of sport it was it was always it always started off as sport so I realized that uh, maybe I could go into a, a profession that helped sport so physio was actually something I was interested in at school uh, I was put off it slightly by a lot of people in in college for some reason they they always said it was oh, too hard to get onto that course you know have a, have a look at other things so I was good at um, science, I uh, really liked sport, so sports science kind of fit. Um, I think your, your story's kind of similar in that, that, that fashion too. Um, but then the, the, the sports science course, I really enjoyed it. And, and although I, at the end, realized that there wasn't really a sports science career for me, that the content and the knowledge I got from that was invaluable and I, I really enjoyed learning about health and the body, how it reacts to certain things, um, how we get the most from our body and then physio targeted it a bit more on injury but coming back around again to that more global health uh, health project is probably something that um that was always going to happen because of that interest in health as a as, as a as a broad spectrum so and what about you is is that uh, is there anything different that you would add to to your own interest in health um
1: before just before i touch on that i just wanted to pick up on that point about you know how you'd sort of been put off i, I don't by um by people at school i i find that such a a shame really um i know we have to i guess in that sense they're, they're always trying to find or, or direct you towards careers that perhaps your grades unfortunately would suggest that might be applicable but um I always find that such a difficult thing to listen to that, you know, people have been kind of guided away from a career that they're extreme, that they're passionate about. Um, and like, well, I guess, you know, well done you for pursuing that really. Um, was there any, was there anything that kind of influenced you to kind of say, no, no, I'm, I am going to go at that. Like considering you'd had that, that advice. Yeah. I,
0: I would say it was the, uh, the sports science degree, um, in, in both a positive and a negative sense, um, getting to the end of it, realizing I quite enjoyed study and, and quite enjoyed the, the process and the content, but also realizing that there wasn't really a sports science career that I wanted to pursue at that stage. Um, and then it, 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 just sort of emerged from that, that, well, okay, well, physio is an opportunity I can, I can go, go and go out again. Um, and with Essex university having that, that option, it, it seemed quite an easy transition, um, and 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 actually, I remember talking to you about it at the time when we were in our third year, and we both we were both having a, a similar similar thought process about what do we do next. And it seemed like a really really exciting opportunity. And I'm glad we did it. Actually, I, th- I think it was a, a a really good a really good decision.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, for me, um, I think what the BSC did in a way was sort of vindicate in some. Aspects that I could learn at a degree level, or learn at that level, which I think is sometimes that's the the challenging bit, isn't it? Because although you go to universities and you sort of you've done A levels and all this sort of stuff, you kind of it's still this kind of it's a completely separate thing. You have no experience of it really, and and also all of a sudden you're niching down into certain topics and whatnot, and you make this kind of grand leap about what you think you might want to do, and well, that's how it felt to me. and obviously you pick the things that you're good at for want of a better term. Um, and I guess for me, I went into sports science not necessarily knowing what I wanted to get out of it. I just knew that I wanted to learn more about this, you know, and and I've always been interested in sport. I've always played sport. Um, I've always liked to exercise, i would like to stay healthy um, or try to sort of be involved in a health environment, I suppose. So it kind of made sense. That was always where my passion lies and that's what I followed. This is my passion. So I'm going to try to follow that. Um, but I guess my degree gave me a sense that I could kind of keep going. Um, I could keep pushing on. There was more to learn that I was still hungry for. And I, I I, don't, I didn't necessarily go into my degree with any direction, which is probably not helpful. But in some ways, the sports science degree allowed you to have that because it was so broad. I agree. Yeah, I, have, I would say that as well. I have the same. Yeah, so the the only difference from my perspective, I suppose, um, you know, we spoke about, we touched on sport and whatnot. And we both played sport when we were young. I guess the main difference from, from my perspective is... To, um i ha- i have had periods of ill health um you know i have been i have crohn's disease which i was diagnosed when i was 13 and and there were periods at time of time when i was pretty unwell and had to take a lot of medication and such and i guess the those periods made me want to make sure that i had less of those periods um so i tried to find ways and as we all do you you know you try Cutting stuff out, bringing stuff in, you try all you know whatever you can to try and stay healthy as such um, and I think that continued to spark my interest in general sort of global health and uh, and health concerns and trying to help people understand or or help them find sorry better information um about their health and how they can try to you know, rationalise the the huge body of it of of information that's out there, and find the good stuff to try to help them. You know, get back on track or stay on track, I suppose. So, um, you know, largely I think, and this is what's interesting. Consider, you know, our our thought processes and the way we approach uh, health when we were young has probably been very similar. You know, playing sport, um, always been involved in exercise and whatnot, but. And that's probably the main difference from my perspective, Yeah. Um, I would say.
0: I would say that, uh, that actually leads on to um, what we wanted to cover next, which was why, why did we then come about the health space in that early stage before it was even the health space? Uh, can you just give a, an overview of the thought processes that you're going through your mind at that stage?
1: Yeah, so interestingly, you know, when at the time it became the health space i suppose or the time that this idea actually became an idea rather than just thoughts um we obviously had similar thinking without ever actually discussing it uh this was something that we'd uh, you know we'd gone into lockdown um and then i'm trying to remember the month that we first spoke about this i reckon may i think it was maybe april i think it was april okay so so basically around the time my daughter was born yeah interestingly and i don't think that necessarily has anything to do with it but around the time she was born was when we had these first discussions and i guess i've been thinking about doing something extra for quite a while i i just haven't known what and i've tried in many ways to do more physio or different physio or um you know, tried to sort of access different markets within what I already do for a living, and you know, I, I've had an Instagram for a long time, and all these sorts of things, and and I just didn't feel like that was giving me quite what I wanted. I wasn't, or I didn't feel like I was able to quite make the difference, for want of a better term, um, that I that I was hoping to make, um, and as such, I just kind of stumbled on an idea of, well, or, or I'd collected my thoughts and decided that something a bit more generalised would probably be a better way for having a greater impact. I didn't know what that was or how that would be become anything at that point. I had no um, I had nothing written down. I hadn't kind of devised what it was going to be. I just had a, a general idea that I wanted a project that was a bit more general, I suppose. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and exactly the same time, I'd started to take my Instagram a bit more seriously. Um, Probably around the the end of last year, I started to come up with some draft ideas about things I wanted to put out there, put put out into the space that is social media. Um, And some of that was held back a bit by fear and being a bit nervous about putting my ideas out there, open to critique, um, I look back now and think that that was completely unnecessary and and, and just me overthinking it. Um, but but I'm glad I, I did decide to push it a bit and, and think creatively. And, and lockdown came at exactly the right time for me because it meant that I had some extra time to really think and, and, and look and explore my own thoughts and and find a creative instinct I didn't really didn't realise I had. Uh, although it still took a lot of time, it still took hours and hours of playing around with designs and ideas to for a, a general theme and a general idea to emerge from that but it it was the the right time to then share some of those ideas I was having with someone else and and, and I I spoke to you and wanted to see if you were, you were interested and funnily enough you were having exactly the same thoughts. so um, yeah I, I guess it was around that theme of um, trying to serve a wider audience, how can I? How can ideas be spread to a wider audience and to help more people? And and I think we one thing I was quite aware of was as physios, how often we share health advice, um, not just physio advice, but people are coming in asking about posture, they're asking about nutrition, supplements, what's the right type of exercise they should be doing for this, and what should they be trying to to, to do to stay healthy. So so we always most physios will have a an answer um based on some evidence just because of the 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 type of learning we tend to do it's quite broad so we we have a good idea but then i guess we both realized that that evidence could be flawed that um could be out of date uh, but also working using using our platform of of, of physio with a one-on-one consultation the knowledge is only going to be shared really slowly so so then the conversation came about well how do we share that knowledge on a wider scale how do we share good quality information on a wider scale with with misinformation being the uh so big in online social media it's so easy for that to to become the norm that we just wanted to challenge that we want to challenge the misinformation can we put good quality uh, health health information based on evidence you know, we always wanted to explore the evidence, find out what was what it was saying, even if it proved us wrong. We were quite happy with that, and a couple of times we've we found that already, haven't we? So, um, that that's where the health space came from: is how do we how do we create a space that's providing good quality health information for the masses? And the way of doing that is sharing it on multiple platforms in multiple different ways uh, with other experts in the field who can come in and, and help us learn as well. You know, we're, we're on this journey together. That's the aim. We're learning just as much as, as everyone that's going to be consuming our content. Um, and, and we're now at a stage where we're starting to create really exciting stuff. I'm, I'm really enjoying the process, um, podcasts, Instagram posts, you know, future projects, are starting to come about as well. So yeah, I, th- I think that's, uh, I, I'm really excited
1: about it. Um, uh, and i think there's more to come I feel like in the age of a uh, donald trump hashtag fake news we had to we had to dive in a little and, uh and sort of start to be we had to speak up a little i think as we know in all formats nowadays it's like those that shout loudest uh get heard the most and sometimes unfortunately that's, that's maybe not the best way to get the most accurate information and. Uh, I think we found, we both agree that we sort of found that trying to influence the individual wasn't necessarily challenging the stuff that we were getting very frustrated about reading multiple times. You know, and you see these accounts, and we weren't, I'm not going to dive in and, and whatnot, but you see multiple accounts just spreading the same crap basically, and it, and it just got a bit frustrating. And then um, we, it felt like the right time to pull the trigger, I suppose
0: yeah i've reading a book at the moment called risk the science and politics of fear it's by dan gardner so there's there's a, a section in it um that really rung true and made sense to, as to why we need to work so hard on our end um and basically fear activates our amygdala uh, which is um, a very primitive part of our brain and and that when, when we're in, when we're scared and fearful of things our memory is much more um is much more efficient and effective so we're much more likely to remember information that scares us than we are information that makes us feel quite safe. So that then makes sense. Well, obviously a lot of this misinformation sticks because people are being scared to uh, bend. People are being scared to slouch in their posture. People are, are scared to eat the wrong things. Um, and that that sticks, whereas uh, something that says, do you know what, it's, uh, it's safe to to relax in whatever posture you feel comfortable that doesn't stick in our memory quite so much because of the way our brains work. And this, this goes back to the way we evolved. And, um, and, and it's, it's, it's actually quite a safe thing to to remember things that scare us more because that keeps us alive. But in this day and age, it's, it's being abused and uh, by maybe intentionally in some way, in, in some accounts, but quite often unintentionally by people who are trying to do the right thing. But that's then, creating this culture of fear and and this and this um misinformation drive which isn't helpful for the long-term health of
1: of the population really okay i also uh, the way, i think the way this started as well is um we both read the same book basically um the start with why book right um yeah. and simon Sinek. by by no kind of that didn't happen on purpose it just kind of happened around the same time um, and I think that rang true with both of us and, and helped us sort of realize that how we create a project and, and why we create a project obviously and the kind of process that we wanted to take and the sort of values we wanted to bring uh, that sort of for some reason I think reading that book for me anyway at that time kind of just motivated me a little bit and I, I know that's not really what the book's about as such it's kind of just talking about like kind of how you get your right principles and whatnot but I feel like that at the right at that came at the right time for me anyway I think
0: agreed yeah same and I'd um, come across a a little phrase that um, I would picked up from the head coach England Futsal actually uh, I'm not even sure he knows I've stolen it from him yet but um yeah it was uh better never ends and it really every time I, was, I keep reading different sections in the book the start with why book I kept coming back to my why which I'd realized was better never ends I always wanted to feel like I was improving progressing learning uh, in whatever I was doing and if if I stopped doing that then I wasn't getting as, as much out of it and one of the reasons i Decided not to play rugby anymore. I just felt like I wasn't really developing. If anything, I was getting worse. So I thought um, I'd move on to other things. And 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 that's that's in my physical, my exercise life, in my career, in my work life. I always feel like better never ends is something I want to keep coming back to. So that that was my why, and that that's hopefully emerging in my uh, in my own Instagram content and in the health space content, helping myself, but also others realize that better never ends.
1: Yeah, great so um, that's part of our vision right I suppose is is that we want a, a model where we promote health by and we've you know these are all the cheesier uh, hashtags and stuff we use by um, uh, by making sure that we explore the evidence and we focus on the fact that you know we want just to help everybody improve um, this better never ends principle and that that's available and, and appropriate for everyone. Really. You know, there's, it's not about being perfect; It's about just kind of being on a process, have it, you know, it's, it's that looking for how can I kind of improve small things that will contribute to, you know, the wider improvement, I suppose. Um And by no means is this a, and, and I guess we've said this a few times, like it's not a preach. We're trying to learn as well. We do lots of things we say, uh, or we learn we've done and have done in the past and whatnot, like supplements and all these things that we're going to go into and whatnot. So uh, it's, it's a process of learning for all of us. Um, and that's what motivates us to, too. Yeah,
0: we're all on a journey. Um, uh, okay. So what sh- So, so we, we'll just finish off with a bit of talk about the podcast, really, and the upcoming series that um, we're, we've we got planned. So what? Tell, it, tell, tell the audience a little bit just about what, um, what we've got coming up.
1: Yeah so we have a series planned um, with guests planned um, that we'd started to sort of really organise prior to this second lockdown kicking off and whatnot and we had a few books and um, things have been um, interrupted a little but we will be finalising and making sure that's all sorted and we're aiming for sort of Early next year, end of this year, depending on how we can get people arranged and whatnot, that that comes to it. But the plan overall is to tackle uh, lots of topics, um, which we we will be covering a bit on Instagram as well. But the podcast is is, is going to kind of be its its own entity as well, with more specific topics der- derived um, exclusively on you know tackling those myths that people have in all aspects of health so mental health diets exercise um we've we've got a few sort of more physio topics like imaging for instance and, and the relevance of it and whatnot uh, but all around a kind of uh, a wider title i suppose now i don't know how many we can we've revealed one already haven't we so that's fine yeah. obviously uh, we're, we're definitely going to do uh, that, well, there'll be this one, which is uh, obviously the first, yeah. um, and then we've got Ben still Turner, who's um, a physio nutrition on uh, Instagram, uh, who's doing amazing things in sort of combining and demonstrating the effect of nutrition on sort of MSK health, um, and we've already posted a sort of collab post with him, um, and that's that 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 was that was a great that was a great session and and i'm really looking forward to getting that one out there that it needs a bit of editing right now um but that one um that would be great session um is there any more that we can or is there anything else we can kind of talk about or release i suppose i
0: I guess we let's we can play it safe and discuss the the topics that we're hoping to to go over um so, so there's definitely one that we want to do on fake exercises um so this will be challenging the, the sort of the social media trend of trying to make an exercise look funky and look different and weird, um, and 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 by doing that, you're making it seem somehow better than the, the more standard and tried and tested stuff. Um, we also wanted to discuss posture, and this is something I've done a lot of, uh, so I'm hoping we can get um, someone um, someone else to to have that conversation with us around around posture. Um, with some we've got one guest who who's uh provisionally booked in to talk about mental health and we're hoping that will lead on to conversations around the impact of covid and loneliness and isolation how that affects people's mental health we've also got uh, a a talk planned around pronation insoles how important they are and a, a really great conversation booked him with i'm happy to i'm pretty confident this this guy's going to come through manny evola he's doing great things he's going to come in and talk about um how there are health discrepancies uh, across racial lines and how and why that is what we can do better about that um i think that's going to be a really exciting one actually i've already spoken to him yeah, about man. his ideas which is really cool
1: I'm looking forward to chatting to him about his project as well cultural health club so he yeah. he's just leading from the front on uh, on these issues so um we both know him very well um but he's he's taken this bull by the horns and he's really driving um these points home which is amazing to see from from our perspective especially as we both call him a friend so yeah. uh, that will be that will be a really great chat I think yeah Great. I, okay. Um, say that I'm though. pretty impressed that you've managed to do all of this without bringing up the fact that I'm sitting here in a dressing gown and haven't done my mm-hmm. barnet. So um, thanks for uh, keeping it professional up to this point. The joys of audio. Joys, yeah. The joys of audio. Yeah. Um, good. Okay. Um, so we this will be coming out soon. I think the plan we both said is to release like a series full on yeah. Netflix design. Binge listen to our to our podcast. That's absolutely fine, um, and we'll be posting snippets and such on Instagram, uh, and we have a website that's uh, pending and in design. So um, hopefully, there'll be lots of ways to engage with us. Um, so yeah. I just can't wait. Looking forward to getting out there now.
0: Yeah, I think season one we were hoping was based on barriers to health, so overcoming barriers to to engaging in, in good health. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. should look good thanks for the chat Uh, dressing gown looks going strong so uh yeah let's let's finish it there eh? thanks for listening if you've enjoyed the show subscribe and give us a five-star rating we'll keep bringing you the gold follow us on instagram at the.healthspace and for any questions or ideas for future content email us at thehealthspace.co at gmail.com